I'm Desiree. And I'm Taylor. You're tuned into Birthkeeper Banter, a space to discuss powerful birth stories, radical birthkeeping, and all things birth outside of the box. This podcast is produced by Herbal Training, and nothing discussed should be considered medical advice because birth is not a medical event. For classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. Welcome, guys, to this episode of Birthkeeper Banter. We are here with Marie, and she is going to talk about her birth and what she experienced shoulder dystocia in the hospital. So, Marie, can you tell me a little bit about your pregnancy? How was the pregnancy before that birth? In the beginning, uh, I actually began, and I tried to live a healthier lifestyle, and I feel like with that, it just spirals into many other things and many other types of research. Um, I was planning on having a hospital birth. I was going to go to Hershey Med Center. I did. Um, I went through them and had all my prenatal checkups. I went to every visit and around 37 weeks. Well, actually, I think it was a little before that. I'm not exactly sure of the time frame. Uh, I was due for my gestational diabetes check. And I was questioning it because I was like, well, I'm healthy. I don't want to take this drink. There's chemicals in it that I wouldn't typically take whether I was pregnant or not. So I was questioning it and I was basically told, you know, you're going to, your baby could be stillborn. So I was was like scared and I went and took the test and put it. So then I had to take the three hour test and then I passed that. So after that, like around 37 weeks, I went in and they were trying to get me, um, I think it was uh, the whooping cough shot, the Tdap shot. And I was questioning mm. it. I was like, so at this point, I didn't get any vaccinations or anything while I was pregnant. And then I was looking into the ingredients and I asked her about that. I was like, well, I don't feel like this is something that I feel is necessary to get right now. Maybe in the future, I can look into it again and we can revisit it. And the RN told me if I didn't get this shot, I was killing my baby and they will kick me out of the practice. I was 37 weeks pregnant, completely terrified. So I left that appointment in tears because I was like, can I, I was basically, I was just asking questions like, can I see the insert? Like, just give me more information because this, the two pages of papers that they gave me with the big letters, they didn't really give me any information on like what I was actually putting into my body. So I was questioning it and instead of saying, here's the insert, here's, let me answer your questions. I was basically threatened and I left in complete tears. And I told my husband, I was like, I can never go back there again. Like I was, it was I was a, a mess and I decided, I was like, well, I'm having this baby at home. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to, I'll do it in my bathtub, my little apartment. I've been walking distance from the hospital. So if something would go wrong, I would just walk over to the hospital. So that's kind right. of how my pregnancy went. Um, wow. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I'm going into the labor. When did labor start for you? Um, I was about a couple days past my due date. Uh, my water broke a little differently than with my first pregnancy. With my first pregnancy, that was a, um, I, my water broke completely. I heard the pop in my sleep, and it woke me up out of my sleep, and I stood up, and there was water everywhere. Well, this time it was just like little gushes here and there. If, if I would walk, I would get a gush. And then, so I was just kind of like laboring at home and seeing how it would go. Um, 
my husband, he was coaching football for my son at the time. So they went to football practice. So I just like relaxed. I stayed home, ordered some pizza, you know, and then like called my mom and my sister. They were both nurses and they were like kind of my support group that I put together in like two weeks. So, um, I was laboring at home. It was like maybe like three, four in the morning. And my husband kind of got scared and he's like, we got to go to the hospital. We kind of panicked, but we weren't, I don't feel like we were mentally prepared to, to like have the birth. I feel like if, if I had the, if I'd formed my support group earlier, we would have been prepared, but you know, so we ended up going to the hospital and as soon as I went there, like immediately I was like feeling regret. I got scolded by one of the, um, the doctor that actually delivered my baby. Um, she was like screaming at me, like, why didn't you come in earlier? And I was like, because I was laboring at home and I wanted to eat and I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. Um, and then, you know, so I was taken back to my room and, I was walking around on my feet trying to stay active and I kept taking showers. It was the only thing that was like helping me. And once I, I got, I was checked and I think they said I was like eight or nine centimeters. And I was like, I need to, I need to get up and I need to take a shower. Like I need, like, I need water on me. And they were like, no, you have to lay down. You're, you're getting ready to push. Like you can't get up. You can't walk around. I couldn't get out of my bed. So I was kind of like just laying there laboring. Um, and then when it was time to push, uh, my husband had my one leg back and my son was kind of sitting in the corner just, uh, and I started, I started pushing through a contraction and it was maybe like four minutes total of pushing. And I was working through a contraction. I was starting to push and all of a sudden one of the nurses jumped on my stomach, straddled me backwards and pushed on my stomach to push my baby out. It was like, oh. I didn't get any, I didn't get any warning. I didn't get anything. And they're just like, Oh, your baby's here. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? I don't know. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can say that. You're good. <laughs> That's you can okay. say that. You can say all like, the words. Like what, like what is going on? I wasn't <laughs> like, you know, it's just bright lights everywhere. Every, there's just so much commotion and they're like rushing my baby over to, to check her out. I had a little girl who didn't know until, Till they said, here's your little girl. But, uh, yeah, so there was that. And they said that her shoulder was stuck. But I was, like, I didn't feel any type of distress. I didn't feel, like, any pain. I was barely pushing. I wasn't tired at all. So I was just, like, I was so confused and, like, overwhelmed about, like, what happened. Right. So they did the McRoberts maneuver on you. And that can yeah. be really scary. Yeah, like, and I had no warning. It was just, she literally pushed my husband out of the way and, like, jumped on my stomach and pushed. Like, it was the craziest thing. Oh, I can't even imagine. So how did that impact your healing afterwards? Do you feel like it was hard to recover from that? Well, uh, it was crazy. Um, I continued to, like, do my research and, you know, like, to learn and grow and figure out, like, you know, the... Like I, I knew from that moment, I would never birth in a hospital again. I actually decided that I was not going to have any more children. Um, I was like, there's no way I'm never going to, I'm never going to do this again. Like I can't go through that. My anxiety is through the roof. Like I can't even go to the hospital. Like I don't even go to doctors. Like I have a holistic doctor. I see 
if anybody in my family needs it, you know, if there's an emergency, we'll go to urgent care, but I won't ever go back to a hospital unless I'm like dying and they have to force me to go there. (laughs) Right. And then from there, um, you went on to have another birth, right? Yeah, I had a little surprise baby. My uh, birth control method, uh, which was we were using condoms. There was one one time that we didn't use a condom, and then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I knew from that moment on that I was having a un- completely unassisted pregnancy and birth. I went and mm-hmm. got Desiree. Desiree actually told me about Morningstar Pregnancy Center. I went there just to confirm that I was pregnant to prove, you know, if anybody tried to say that I tried to, I stole a baby, I had proof that it was my baby. I was pregnant, right. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did that and I did all my labor at home. I, um, I took whatever supplements I needed. I, you know, got most of my vitamins naturally. Awesome. And then um, from there, how was that labor? Were you scared that you would have another stuck baby or no? Um, no, I just knew that like, I just, I knew that while I was pushing or while I was like going to labor, like I needed gravity on my side. Like that's why I was like, I have to stand up. Like I can't, I can't do this laying on my back. Like it's not comfortable. Like I wanted gravity to help, you know, I feel like if I would have been able to labor, the way I wanted to labor, it would have went a little more smoothly. Right. Definitely. It was definitely a positional thing. And I find that women know that they feel it. They're like, Oh, I have to do this position. They just do it. Uh, And when you can't can get stuck or take longer to move past bones or tissue and whatnot. And it sounds like they didn't have any time to wait uh, even two minutes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like, it was like, it was like four in the morning or something like that. Four or five in the morning. I can't even remember right now when I got to the hospital. So like I wasn't even there for a full hour before the baby was delivered. Like, but I feel like they were like trying to, it was a late night for them. Like whatever reason that they had that they were like wanted to rush things. It was, you know, it was more about their schedule than mine. Right. Once the head's out, they freak Oh mm. no, push. This is so scary mm. when that's totally normal. They're just not versed on how birth yeah. works, it seems. Yeah, and with my first pregnancy, like I pushed, I was in labor a lot longer and I like I pushed 15 minutes and it was it was pretty easy. So, you know, I figured at least if uh I could I could uh put I could last the 15 minutes, but I didn't even get, you know, the chance. They just did their own thing and you know. ridiculous it's crazy you didn't even have a choice it's not like they asked yeah. you or you could refuse yeah You're just like oh we're, well, gonna, just, we're gonna do this and I like a lot of it like I felt like their their whole demeanor like like from the gate they were like scolding me like I'm I'm in labor and like you're working for me like why are you yelling at me like why are you why are you yelling at me for for wanting to eat I'm hungry I want to have energy for when I I'm pushing this baby out and to backtrack a little bit with my first labor, that was my largest complaint. I was in the hospital for nine hours or I was laboring for like nine hours. And the whole time I asked for a cup of water and they wouldn't let me drink because I think they were planning like, oh, in case I need a C-section or something, they wouldn't let me eat or drink. And 
I was, I was like, I was exhausted. I was, so that, that like stuck in my head. Like I need to hydrate. I need to eat when I'm hungry. I need to, you know, listen to my body. Like it's a natural survival thing. If you're hungry, your body tells you, if you're thirsty, your body tells you. I was like, I just remember being so thirsty and I, the whole nine hours, I got this little small styrofoam cup full of ice for, at the, and I got that at the beginning. So I'm like begging for, can I get something to drink? Can I get something to eat? And they wouldn't allow me to. So like, I don't know, that was my worst. Like that made me think, you know, when I was doing it the second time, like I need to listen to my body and yeah, for sure. You definitely, this sounds like they were setting you up for a cesarean for sure with the whole yeah. no water. Like, and it's crazy yeah. to me that they think women can complete this marathon that requires so much bodily energy without yeah. food or drink because they're afraid yeah. the woman's going to throw up. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. How did your, how did your home birth, your free birth with no one there, just you and your partner, uh, kids in bed, I think. Yeah. Um, how, how is that different from... The other experience where you weren't in control. Yeah, well, I, I felt like I wasn't really in control the whole time with the labor because my baby was like, I had the false labor for about three months. I had like contractions steadily, like, you know, the Braxton Hicks and yes, for about three months. And I'm like, damn, this baby's never coming. <laughs> and I'd, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, this is it. This feels like it. We're about to have a baby today. And a week would go by and we didn't have a baby. And then I'd be like, oh, this is it. So I think that I'm kind of glad that that happened because whenever it was time, I I told my husband, I was like, you know, like, I don't want to call everybody. And like, it's three in the morning. I don't want anybody showing up here. Like, you know, like, I don't want anybody coming and being in our space and like freaking out. And I actually lied to my entire family. And I told them I had a midwife and a doula going to be present. And I knew that. Like, I originally was going to have Desiree come, and then last minute, like, something told me, like, I just want my space to be just us, just my husband and I. You know, I wanted that, like, that moment. I wanted everybody to be around. Plus, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't want to have to keep calling and being like, oh, this is the time, and then it's not the time. So I was just like, we're like, let's just do this. We had a photographer that was coming. We had, you know, we had, we had everything planned out this time, and... Anyway, so, like, the day that labor actually happened, um, I did a lot of walking, went out to eat, we went and picked up my son, came home, we were watching a movie, I bounced around my ball and stuff, and then put the kids to bed, and I tried to lay down and get a nap, and then, like, around, what time was it? I don't think my water, like, ever, like, broke like full like gushes I did lose my mucus plug around like 11 o'clock and it was coming out in pieces like with my second labor um and then my contractions were like pretty bearable and then once I started um trickling from losing my mucus plug I guess maybe my water broke in pieces again I'm not sure exactly but uh then like I started getting them but they were like manageable they hurt but I can breathe. I can, you know, I can, I could deal with the pain and get through it. And I, you know, we, we use techniques like massage. I use a lot of like lavender oil. I had some uh, geranium oil that I would like rub on my ankles and like on my pressure point. Um, just working through that. And then 
I think around like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, we, I was just, I, I probably took about seven hot showers or, or baths and in that time frame. So when we filled up the pool, I didn't really have any hot water left. And <laughs> that happens. Nothing, yeah. And nothing worked as planned because I had this little connector that connects to my, um, to my sink and I was going to fill up with a hose through the sink and we had all this shit planned and it didn't, nothing worked out as planned because we lost that one little piece um, to connect the hose to. But somehow we got the, we got the pool filled. Um, two of my burners on my stove stopped working. So I had two pots of water boiling on the burners that worked. I had hot water in my coffee maker. I had hot water in my crock pot. We were, so yeah. So then we would just like, we would, we kept temperature taking the temperature of the water make sure it was the right temperature and then like I got in the pool uh and it was like I was just just hanging out in there and um I felt like a like I don't even know it felt like a cinder block went just jolted down my stomach (laughs) and like I felt I was like oh my god it's something's happening and then that second I had to pee and I I was like, I was scared to leave the pool and I almost peed in a trash can, but my husband was making fun of me. So I went to the bathroom and I had two contractions on the toilet. I thought the baby was going to come on the toilet. And then I walked through the hallway. I had another like major contraction. I got in the pool and I'm like, like, it's like, I was like, it's, it's happening. As soon as I like put my knees in, in the pool, my husband, I was like, it's happening right now. And my husband like put one of his knees in the pool he didn't even have time to like take his shoes off or anything and he's like I see a head and I didn't even push and the head was like like out and I'm just like oh my god and I felt down and I touched I touched my baby's head it was like the coolest thing ever and then like like I had I was waiting for a contraction and like I I felt the contraction and I started to push and he's just like the baby's here and I'm like, what? Like the baby's here? Like already? Like how how is that possible? <laughs> and I like did some ninja flip to get the my leg around the umbilical cord and he handed me my baby and it was just like he's like, We have a little girl and he said, Here's Rogue and he handed her to me. It was like the coolest thing ever. I love that. Yeah. Well and is at there that point, Oh, go ahead. We, oh, I was gonna say at that point we didn't know the gender of our baby because we were completely unassisted we didn't have any ultrasounds nothing um and we didn't even have the name picked we had like six names picked out that were like maybes this will work for a boy this will work for a girl and then he said he said her name and it just fit so perfectly because she's our rogue little ninja so (laughs) i love that Um, is there any advice that you would give to women in your situation that had experienced that scary McRoberts maneuver in the hospital for if they're carrying any fear into their birth from that? Honestly, I feel like a lot, a lot of the fear comes from like educate, like not being educated, you know, like I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that any of that was possible. So like, you know, whenever we did find out we were pregnant, again with our surprise little baby we were just like we need to learn every like we wrote down a list of our fears all the things that scared us like I had my husband write down everything that scared him I wrote down everything that scared me and we went through the list one by one and we educated ourselves on 
the worst case scenario, the best case scenario, like what, what to do in whatever situation we were afraid of. And we would cross off the list. And when that list was done, we watched all these free birth videos. And like, my husband is a squeamish guy. Like if he, he cut his finger at work one time and he passed out. So I was like really trying to mentally prepare him for this. Cause you know, like he's like my, the only person that was like on board with like doing this at home. So, so yeah, it was crazy. Yes. But I, so yeah, primarily I, education is yeah, the most important like, thing. Just like, you know, like whatever you're scared of, you're not going to be like, once you educate yourself on that, the fear goes away. Like you're, you empower yourself to like, wow, like I can do this. Like this is like, you know, and a month before I gave birth to my daughter, my sister, you know, she did like all the right things. She was pregnant the same time as me. You know, our due dates were, were only a few weeks apart. Um, she went to the hospital. She had all of our ultrasounds, you know, and she, I had to watch her birth her stillborn baby. And it was the most like tragic thing ever. And I was like, that's what like, like it was a terrifying experience. You know, I'm, nine months pregnant watching this go down and I'm just like like this is the this is the most terrifying thing to to watch your little baby sister like lose her baby you know and but like the silver lining is in that is that like it it gave me confidence like that like what I was doing was right because like you know you can do the stereotypical right things you know all the time and do everything by the book and things can still go wrong. You know what I mean? So like I accepted, like if whatever, like whatever fate was to come, I was accepting of it. And you know, if that would have been the outcome for us, like I would, like I was accepting of that's like, that was the, the plan, you know? Right. Absolutely. And was there anything in particular that helped you, prepare for emergencies like any resources or anything that were really helpful um just really like education of you know everything um i i have a background of like i've i've been a certified like first responder you know i I know first aid my husband was in the navy so he know he has his basic like first aid skills and you know so like and another thing that helped is desiree was just a phone call away she lives like literally 10 minutes away um and, you know, my neighbor is a labor and delivery nurse. So if something went wrong, I could just call her. She could come help. You know, her um, niece is living with her at the time. She's going to school to be a nurse. So, like, you know, like, we had we had resources. Like, if, if we needed them, if there was, like, a true emergency, we would, we would, we had that plan in place. You know, we had all of our, you know worst case yeah. scenario things laid out yeah you did so, you were the first you were the first person I remember I came before work or after work yeah that day just to come say hi and it was the first lotus placenta I've ever seen yeah oh that was, was so cool that was crazy that was like another part of my little spiritual journey um I honestly don't even remember like where I learned about a lotus birth I just remember you know, like hearing that women do that. And there's not a lot of information on it. I tried, I went to the library. I went, I, you know, I tried to do my research on it to, and there's not a lot of information because like, it's, it's kind of a taboo subject. It's, it's, you know, people think, you know, that 
that's different. It's scary, you know, but the thing that like made it something that I wanted to do is, you know, it's like animals do it in the wild all the time, you know, and they say like, I wanted my baby to have all of her cord blood. I wanted her to have everything that she needed. I didn't want to like, you know, like I just, I never did anything by the book, but like, this was like, something that I like really wanted to do. So I did my research. I, I prepared like special herbs. My kids got involved. So there's like herbs for different reasons, like reasons, you know, we got our salt and everything. And they, the average is like three to 10 days that it could take for the cord to shrivel up and just fall off. Well, I, I documented the whole process. I was planning on like uh, writing a blog about it, but two years later, I still haven't had the time. Um, but I have like pictures of like everything, like how, how it looked. I carried my baby around on a serving tray for two days. Cause I had the placenta bowl and I had a, a baby to carry and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't want to lay around cause I had energy and I wanted, you know, if I wanted to move her to another location, like it just made it easy. Um, but so I think it took 37 hours or no. Yeah. I think it was, it was like, two days. I don't know. I can't remember the exact amount of time, but it was like, it was quick. like, I was, it, yeah, I was like, it Here's dried up so fast. Cause like I changed the herbs, like every six hours religiously, I changed the salt and the herbs. And I think that like helped it dry out a lot faster. And it was so crazy. I was changing my daughter's diaper and, um, I, I was putting her diaper down and getting another diaper. And I just like looked and it was just, gone it was off and she didn't cry she didn't say like make any noise it was just like her you know like I was like I was like I started screaming for my husband and it was so crazy like the part that was the part um of the belly button that was connected to the umbilical cord it kind of like rolled and like turned into like into her stomach does that make sense yes I know exactly what you're talking about and the same exact thing happened to me <laughs> it was like it was like it like healed like it not healed it was like turning to protect itself and I was just like that's yeah. like the coolest thing ever I think it's cool too I didn't expect that <laughs> I've never read about that and yeah. you actually you were the one who you made my blend you made me the blend for my oh yeah yeah I remember that and it, Mine was the same way. I was doing his diaper. It was the fourth day for me. And whenever I grabbed the diaper, looked back, it popped off. Like I must have, I don't know if I bumped the cord or what, but it popped off and he just laid there nonchalant and the belly button did what you're talking about. Yeah, it was so cool. It's it's interesting. Like it makes you wonder if that's like how it's supposed to be. Yeah. (laughs) Or are we really supposed to make these cords? Well, it makes sense though. Cause like, you know, it like rolled in to protect itself. Like to, it's like, you know, it's like a natural band-aid. I agree. Yeah. That's how I that's how I saw it as well. Yeah. What did you think of that? Um, the lotus birth part was that challenging for you? Because I know for me it was very hard. I didn't have the smart tray that you had, but I would pick up my baby and forget about the other part in the middle of the night, and then rip the placenta out of the bowl. Yeah. Um, did you find, with having other no. kids? It's hard. I don't know. Like I had like three serving trays for some reason. I would just use it to decorate stuff around the house. And I was just like, I can't carry this baby in this bowl. I was like, what can I put her in? And I just grabbed the serving tray off of my nightstand. And I, I have pictures of her when I clean the placenta. Um, I have pictures of her next to my sink in a serving tray. <laughs> and <laughs> this, you know, I'm washing my placenta. It was just like the coolest thing. 
It is cool. Taylor, do you have any questions or anything that you would want to add? Um, I don't think so. That's it. Is there anything that you would want to add, Marie, about your story or for anyone else for insight? I just, you know, go with your gut, trust yourself and like educate yourself. There's, you know, like there's doctors that go to school for many years, but then like you ask them a question and they don't know the answer. You know, we, we put them on a pedestal and they're all knowing, you know, we need to trust, trust the doctors. They know what they're doing. But like if a normal person can walk into the office and ask a simple question, like, what is this for? And what does this do? Can you give me just give me a couple ingredients that are in it so I can, I, so that I feel comfortable knowing that you know what you're trying to give me. And, you know, like, like, honestly, if you're, if you're not sure, just ask questions. You can tell by somebody's demeanor, whether, whether that, you know, if they, if they really care about you, they're going to want you to know the answers or they're going to, if they don't know the answers, they're going to want to find out so they can tell you. And if they start like, like like harassing you and like telling you oh we're going to kick you out of practice like there's it just feels like like you know there's it's for money it's you know like what other reason could it be for you know it's I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> like they have a different drive something else is motivating they're not really truly caring about you uh or you're just another number That's yeah what I see honestly well. like trust your instinct trust trust your gut because like we were given our instincts for a reason. Like if you feel a certain way about something, like there's a reason for that and work off of your intuition, you know? I agree. I totally and agree with that. My inbox is always open to anybody. I always give unsolicited advice. I try really hard not to, but that's my uh, toxic trait. But if anybody, <laughs> you know, has any questions about my birth or anything, like, please, like I love sharing my story and I really appreciate you guys for having me on today because I just got to relive that story now I can go go over my husband (laughs) I love that so much and it was so wonderful to have you I really appreciate it yeah awesome well thank you ladies all right bye all right see you have a great day thanks for tuning in to this awesome episode of birthkeeper banter make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications for future episodes Again, for classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. Brought to you by Herbal Training.